you're listening to Birds, Bees, and Teas, a sexuality education and storytelling podcast hosted by yours truly, Miss Nia Angie Africana Sutton. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Birds, Bees, and Teas, your favorite sexuality education and storytelling podcast hosted by yours truly featuring you all the wonderful teasers and tonight a very special panel of my very special friends um, that includes Sony who is sipping on a glass of wine right now, um, Omni aka Mrs. Chandler um, who is also sipping on some wine right now, um, Jessica Renee and my Ava are all here and we are going to have a great discussion tonight um, about 2020, the lessons that we've learned, um, 2020's impact on our sex lives, our dating lives, our relationship statuses, and all of that good stuff, and our sex life, dating life goals and expectations for 2021 and like how the lessons that we learned this year will impact those things that we want to see come into fruition in the new year. So I'm excited and yes, this is everyone. Um, I've had like friends on here before and I've had some repeat friends on, but um, everyone who's on tonight, this is their first time on the podcast and I'm so excited. It's, it's so important that my friends are a part of this um, because I really gained a lot of my confidence as a sexuality educator with and having conversations with my friends. Um, you know, they allow me to be sexually open and my sexual free self. So yes. Um, I'm happy that y'all are part of this and thank y'all for being on. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Thank you. All right. So the first thing that we're going to do to warm up our conversation, I will ask everybody to share one word that describes your 2020. A mess. All right. <laughs> um, challenging. A mess. Challenging. Mine's was peaceful. Peaceful. Peace, Jesus. I'm happy for you. <laughs> I'll say change. What's the word I'm looking for when, um, oh my God, it completely slipped out of my head. When you you're reliving something, you feel like you're you deja vu. This before. Deja vu. Yeah. Okay. So like 2020 was like I got lived this year before last year. Mm. Mm. Good or bad. And my Ava said change. Mine is similar. Um, I would say transitional mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, but I also like resonate with um Jessica's answer, like her saying, like deja vu, because I've had a year like this before, but there were some key differences. One of them was that it wasn't a pandemic, that's for sure. 
So that's like a whole wild aspect of this year. Okay, okay. So um, speaking of the pandemic, would y'all say that it impacted your sex life or dating life or relationship status um, or just like impacted your relationship or single life in general um, this year? Like, did you, would you say that there was a significant impact from COVID-19? I don't think uh, mine was a significant impact. Um, if anything, if there were changes, I feel like they were for the better. Not well, I, yeah, I guess I could say for the better. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that will kind of sum it up. It wasn't like anything that drastically changed between me and my husband. Mm -hmm. um but uh definitely was the increase in you know our sexuality being together alone I mean we always would you know be up on each other mm -hmm. but not saying that we had to be locked you know away with each other but we were quarantined mm -hmm. so um we didn't kill each other for one but mm -hmm. we also got to learn each other a lot more than I feel like we had already known each other in different aspects so yeah definitely yeah and I'm like that's amazing though too like you got married in 2020 what was that mm -hmm. like well how was that as stressful as everybody thought it would be it wasn't because I already wanted my wedding to be a very uh intimate thing which I got to do um as y'all know because some of you attended um even planning it down to planning it and it being a short notice with us trying to plan it in a short time frame none of it was stressful up until maybe the week or two before like Nia knows that I had trouble with the rain because of the shipping <laughs> uh, so I had to order a whole new another ring after I already ordered one that was supposed to come in a certain date mm -hmm. um my dress got delayed but I don't that wasn't due to COVID reasons um I had to find a whole new dress the week before uh but other than that planning was smooth I wasn't stressed the day of everything went smooth so I just felt like if I would have got married with us not being a pandemic, I probably would have been more stressed. Mm. So weird, but mm. it was it was everything went smoothly. So I, I don't know. 20, 2020 for me, I felt was the opposite of everybody else. Business wise, I didn't have like a made I like I wasn't panicking or anything. Even when I couldn't be in a salon setting, you know, I had to thug it out and do my little thug dizzle at the house. Uh and that didn't stop clients from coming for me. Of course, I took precautions, mm -hmm. but it my business actually increased during the pandemic rather than yes. decreasing. Come on, right? Increase, yes, increase, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's why I say my my uh, experience with the whole pandemic during this year, everything was smooth. Um, I mean, of course, I had my days where I was just like, yeah, I want to go places, or you know, maybe go visit people, or go out to another state to go visit 
um, I did those some of those things. I mean, and I took the precautions, but I didn't do as much traveling as I wanted to. Um, like for our after we got married, it wasn't going to be considered our honeymoon, but we didn't get to go to Miami after we're slightly planned. We ended up having just go to Charlotte, but it still was nice because we took like a few of our friends with us mm-hmm. and stayed in the house. Uh, we got an Airbnb, you know, did like you know family oriented stuff just to be around people. We didn't have to go out to have a good time. So, yeah. Okay. That's good. That's wonderful. To um, piggyback off what Omni said, um, as far as the relationship part, I could say the same thing. It brought us closer together. Um, we're always up under each other anyway, but um, we like to do a little you know, dates and stuff, go to the movies and um, out to eat and different activities and stuff. But the only thing, so we definitely did have to cook a lot more, Mm -hmm. which we were fine with. Um, And then we found ourselves just really being on a couch a lot. So like if we didn't, of course the movies were closed and even now the movies are still closed, but um, we just would like, find more shows to watch together, movies. Um, So it brought us closer. Um, I would say it brought us closer, 2020 really brought us closer aside from the pandemic because I was struggling with some stuff like outside of the relationship. Mm -hmm. So it really, like when I was trying to pull away, like he would like I could tell the support he was there for me even more he tried to be there for me he was like what do I need to do and I was like I don't know how you can help me so there were I definitely can say like when I was dealing with my personal issues like I could see how he like really wanted to be there so I think that aside from the pandemic and us spending a lot of time together, it really just opened my eyes to like, wow, like you want to be there for me, mm-hmm. even though you you don't know how to help, but you're just going to give me emotional support and moral support. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> so sweet. I have butterflies in my stomach. In my stomach. <laughs> I know. I'm like, girl, like that. <laughs> I hope child I'm trying to get the spring okay I'm just like <laughs> okay sis said look let me tell my um 2021 goals now let me make it clear okay okay I'm, I'm trying to get another <laughs> ring another <laughs> ring <laughs> yes well my relationship um definitely changed in 2020 I don't know if it was a direct result of the pandemic but it definitely um escalated things I guess you can say um I was in a long distance situation ship and um I was living on the west coast he was living on the east coast and it just made it very difficult for us to see each other once the pandemic hit we wasn't able to see each other at all and he had like a trip plan when it first started so that pretty much elongated us not seeing each other because we already didn't see each other for like a few months. So we kind of made things worse. So I didn't see him for almost like 
nine, ten months due to the pandemic until I came back on the East Coast permanently. So it was uh, a lot. Um, and we're still trying to figure things out. But yes, that is what 2020 relationships has been for me thus far. Yeah, I resonate with a lot of the things that all three of y'all have said so far. Um, yeah, like trying to navigate a multi-state relationship, I guess is what I will call mine. Um, and then also like learning the extent of support from my partner, being closer to them, um, overcoming challenges. So yeah, for sure. What about you, Miss Renee? Um, I want to start by saying my baby daddy ain't shit. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> um, I would say at the beginning of 2020, before the pandemic hit, I feel like I was in a rocky, well, I was in a solid place with my child's father. Um, I saw a lot of changes in him and, um, he was, you know, making more money. So he was feeling himself more. He was more confident in the relationship and being able to contribute and um, he was just in a, a good place and so things were good for a couple of months and then it was like when the pandemic hit um, he was in like the fast food industry so when the pandemic hit and restaurants had to close down he had to find other sources of income and he felt like he wasn't making as much money as he was before and so I feel like that hurled him back into his mindset of like last year um and it kind of hit him hard which kind of hit our situation hard and I feel like he has tried his best to navigate through it but um I, I think the pandemic has really impacted how he thinks and he feels like he needs to grind and all the things that men men think but um as far as our relationship we're not in one but the pandemic definitely takes him away from spending time with his child because he has to work multiple jobs and then that takes time away from me because I get frustrated that I don't get to see him or I'm frustrated because I have our child all the time and it it makes me I grow resentment towards him because it's I feel like it should be equal and that's just how I feel like I feel like I don't feel like mom should do 70 percent dad should do 30 percent I'm all about I want to get my own money I'm I'm ambitious too and I feel like it should be 50 50 um push and pull but because of the pandemic, I am in a position where I can work from home. So he feels like I'm supposed to be watching our child more because I'm not really doing anything or, you know, I'm working for, I have the luxury of working from home. I can do things when I want to in his mind. Um, and so it it's put a, a lot of strain on the relationship because like if I was going to work, he would kind of understand, like physically going to work, he would kind of understand, okay, she has to drive here, she has to drive back and pick him up and do this. But he feels like because I have a job where I'm blessed to you know, have vacation days and sick days and things like that, that I should take on more of the responsibility. And that's frustrating to me because at the end of the day, I'm tired, I'm still human. 
I've been in the house with the child all day. And, you know, I'm scared to send him places because he of the pandemic and I don't want my child to get sick, but I also need a break sometimes. But daddy's also working two or three jobs because he's trying to make up for the income that he used to have. And it's just, it's just been a whirlwind. It's, 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 it's been a very long year. And last year was a very long year for me as well. So yeah. it just feels like I just repeated it all over from like March so like now it just feels like I've repeated my year from 2019 all over again okay yeah that is um I can't I can't imagine that like (laughs) repeating this year again and um that kind of makes me like nervous about 2021 and I'm not one of those type of people and I don't want to feel that way but it's like um the just the energy shift that happened in 2020 like is this you know something permanent or you know what 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 am I looking forward to but I definitely appreciate you um sharing that and bringing your perspective to the podcast because you know I feel like a lot of my episodes are definitely like heteronormative but definitely like from a perspective of like a single when I say single, I mean not married, young black woman, um, because that's you know my identity, and so I just don't have the range to like present some of the things that y'all are gonna be able to share. So I'm just grateful for y'all. So I was gonna say um, before you move on to the next thing, kind of piggybacking off what Jessica was saying that. Um, you know, like she wants it to be 50-50. And I, and I agree to a certain extent, like I feel like at least for me and it may be for other people too, but like, I really feel like with 2020 in terms of relationships, you know, whether it's um, your marital relationship, dating, and even, you know, co-parenting, it's like this year has taken a turn has definitely challenged everybody, I feel. And, you know, some people that were without a job or they had to work, you know, two, three jobs or Jessica, you're able to work from home. So like, you know, with that, it's like, I feel like not to say anything about him, but like in terms of a relationship or partnership, you know, we should be, I feel like it taught me to pull the weight or like, your partner helps you to to pull the weight. Can you elaborate on that? Like, what do you mean, pull the weight? So, like, like you said, um, he. So, like for me, I know in my relationship, I couldn't. I could only give twenty percent. I was like, mm-hmm. I can't give you a hundred right now. I can't give you fifty. So mm-hmm. you're gonna have to pull that 80% because I can't give you that. And so like with you guys, you know, he, like you said, you're tired. You're watching the child all day. Like, you know, men tend to think, okay, well, you're just sitting home and it's not just sitting home. It's tiring. You know, you're working. You're also having to stop, pause and attend to him, make sure he's not doing, you know, something he shouldn't be doing, get into other things. So like in terms of pulling the way, like, you know, yeah, I work two, three jobs, but I still got to get, you know, to Jessica, try to help her out, you know, X, Y, and Z, even if it is just for that 
hour or two, you know, put mm-hmm. him to bed, something, you know, pulling that extra weight that you can't, you know, give, like you can't get 50. So you can only give 40. So he has to pull that 60, you know, like, yeah. because it's never going to be 50, 50, or it's never going to be, um, you might just be, be able to bring 10%. And it's all about, it's taught me honesty as well too. Like, you know, I, like, I had no problem saying, I can't give you all of me right now. I can't give you 20. I can only do 20%. I'm sorry. I'm, I just, cause I had so much going on. So it's not to say that I didn't want to, but like I was dealing with so much that I couldn't even like be present in the relationship at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you're going to have to do that 80% for the both of us right now. So in terms of, you know, him and well, both of y'all, like, you know, one person is, it's okay to be honest to say you know what I can't do this so I need you to help me out here for the both of us or for the three of us yeah and I would I would say that he has said that and I appreciated his honesty um but my thing was the reason I feel like I relived 2019 all over again is because before the pandemic had even happened he was so eager and like trying to work this job and trying to show that he's available and show that um, he can be trusted and get in the hours so that he can get the promotion that he actually got making the money that he wanted but then and then he felt like he could relax and everything was going to be fine and then the pandemic hit (laughs) it was like right back to it and so I feel like I I was already in like quarantine in 2019 with my child because I had a a one-year-old and he is a very busy child and I can't take him a lot of places and I, I already felt kind of stuck in the house mm-hmm. and limited to places that I can go and felt like I was pulling majority of the weight. So when January came and it was like, okay now he's back he's contributing more like I'm getting the help like this is what I was looking for like he's happy we're happy this is good and then March hit and it's like I'm right back into 2019 yeah so it it I feel like it wouldn't have been as as much of a strain like okay let me put this on my back if I hadn't already been doing it Mm -hmm. Mm. I didn't even think about that perspective like I mean, I guess, you know, like everybody had like big ambitions for 2020 and like what their 2020 was going to be like, you know, we were all so excited. And I think that's another layer of the hurt (laughs) of 2020. (laughs) Like, you know, we just all were so excited and it was going to be all this and that and this happened and this happened. And then it's like crazy. Especially if you weren't prepared. Mm-hmm. like um like she said he got comfortable well he she, she didn't say that but in in other words he got comfortable because he got to a state all right I didn't you know made it to this certain amount that I was gonna make and I'm making more now so when it wasn't the pandemic maybe he you know was feeling himself flirting when he needed to but still taking care of home thinking you know, just like your parents, they always have that emergency fund. Mm-hmm. You got comfortable. But then when this hit, a lot of people just panicked because they didn't never have like, all right, I need an emergency plan if anything like this 
that's happened, but nobody knows that stuff like this will happen exactly. or that it would have lasted this long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like people could have prepared for like had savings and things like that because he had right. money saved up, but it's it's about how long, like how much yeah. do you have saved up. If he had mm-hmm. just started getting making this amount of money, he can't possibly have that much saved up. Right. And it's it's been like a, close to a year now. And you know, yeah, and then still- like those other aspects on top of it that you mentioned, like the ideas about masculinity and motherhood and other stuff like that, like all of that definitely compounds. NBC Washington tweeted this um, article a couple weeks ago, um, and it says that primary responsibility for childcare, unemployment, and psychological distress remain higher among women than their male partners amid the coronavirus pandemic, um, according to a study by um, USC. So it's like women are still taking on those primary roles of taking care of the house and working from home. And then like one thing that is highly underrated is the amount of mental Olympics that people go through from working at home. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like you are, yes, I'm at home, but my brain is constantly on go, like doing this test to do Mm -hmm. this, knock this out, Mm -hmm. do this project, work on this, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and I can be physically sitting in a chair but that exhausts your body too. Like yeah, that is not, not just sitting there, you know, like, so. I did it's not like a, go ahead. It's not like a switch. Like when you used to go into the office, it was like, okay, I'm focused on this. I'm working, I'm in the zone. And then I leave here. I, leave, I, I basically leave majority of work at work mm-hmm. and then I go home. And so it's like a, it's like a mental switch. Mm-hmm. but now it's like okay I'm at home I get up from my desk but I've been at home all day like there's there's no physical there's no separation or, yeah there's no separation I don't know how y'all do it I did a four-day seminar for school the other day and it was supposed to be in Orlando but because of COVID it was at home so it was on Zoom from like 9 a.m central time to to 4 4 p.m central time and then the last day it was till 6 p.m central time so i sat here the whole time and i was like i don't know how people work from home because i couldn't do it like it's mentally exhausting my back was hurting my butt was hurting <laughs> i was like it's not for me it's just not yeah so it's, i think like, it's oh, a lot more addition. work yeah i just yeah mm. i would definitely agree with that sure because you also like challenge yourself to feel productive so that you don't you know feel like you're laxing off because you're at home like mm-hmm. uh, it's so much <laughs> it's so much so much okay so um thank y'all for sharing those things anybody else have something else they want to add to that so i was gonna move on to the next topic okay so 2020 like alongside the pandemic of course that's like the main thing that has happened but um we've also experienced a lot of tragedy and death this year um we experienced the social justice movement um throughout the course of the summer um 
y'all had like major life events. Like we talked about Omni getting married. My Ava finished grad school this year. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So um, how would y'all say that those things impacted your relationship? And I'll start with this one because I didn't share much. Um, I think that the, between like Brianna Taylor and the Megan Thee Stallion situation, um, not that they are the same or comparable, let me just clarify that. But I think between those situations, it really um, solidified for me like what values is important for my partner to have, especially since he's a man, you know, dating a black woman. So it was like a lot of values clarification that happened over the course of our relationship. Like, I'm like, I need to know how you feel about this and I need you to make it clear because, it, you know, if you're not standing 10 toes down for black women, uh, look, you know? So that was like a major thing for me. Um, and it kind of like goes back to some of those things that we talked about before, like how willing he is to support me and stuff like that. Because I even, you know, like I quit my job this summer um, in the midst of like all of the social justice stuff that was happening because of some race related issues. And so like really seeing the support from my partner, like for me as a black woman, that was like a, a pillar of my relationship this year. So what, what would y'all say like based on things that y'all experienced or encountered? Well, I'm single, single right now, but I did, you did bring a, a point that I wanted to make. Um, well, just something I wanted to say, uh, right after Thanksgiving, I had like a little singles thing. It was like four or five people, COVID safe. And we, you know, got drunk and we made our like dream man list. Oh. And one of like, most people's top five, honestly, was supportive because let me tell you, that's really not a, a common thing so like I said y'all lucky and mm -hmm. you know to have somebody really there to support major decisions in your life I mean that's like super major super important so I just want to say yes write y'all drink man list I'm pretty sure y'all got most of them boxes checked off we had over a hundred plus traits that we wanted and it was <laughs> like combined or individually God individually Okay. Yes. Definitely yes. build a man. <laughs> yes. Seriously. Okay. Front, front, back pages, honey. Oh. Okay. Hold on, my Ava. I want you to go a little bit more into detail about this because I think that some of our listeners will find it extremely beneficial for you to um, tell us more about like how to build a list. Like if you could give us some quick tips, guidelines, and then also Sony. I want you to jump in on this because this is something that Sony has done. Um, and hers may have been a little bit more religious. Um, so I want her to talk about that because she is a, um, she is a Jesus freak too. Yes, girl. She brought the book out. She <laughs> so, book out. Um, so yes, y'all please uh, tell us about that. Well, the only reason I decided to do it is because I was, you know, I'm, I'm going through this transitional phase right now, especially in my um, romantic relationship. And so I was talking to my aunt because she has, pretty much an ideal relationship with her husband she's been married like over 15 years and they just have this relationship that I've always admired so I asked her like oh my god like how how like where did it start and she's like girl it started when I was single when I made this list and I put it in the back of my bible and 
uh, like a year or two later, I looked at it again after I met him. And I was like, he is 90% this. And, and she was like, girl, it's not going to be 100. It's going to be 90. Nobody's perfect. But she was like, it's like I manifested him. So I just thought that was so beautiful. And I decided to, you know, throw a little party with my friends who were single. And we was going to manifest our man. Yes. Amen. Yes. <laughs> I know that's right. I love that. Yeah. So um, let me see when I wrote this. I wrote this March 7th, 2016. Mm. And it was a list of 26 things. I wrote down a 30, but I didn't get to 30. I only wrote 26 things out. And I was watching this show called It's Not You, It's Men. And the segment was called Commit or Quit. It was with Tyrese. And somebody else, and I think that specific day, it was another lady in Inyanla Vanzant or whatever. Uh She was on there and they were talking about writing a list. So I started to do that. And I was actually, like, I actually looked through my list the other day because I wanted to write in my journal. And I was like, oh, let me just look at my list. And I was looking at some old stuff. And this list, I actually thought it was a previous person that I had talked to in the past. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, mm, I don't really know. And like, maybe like six, seven months into us talking, I was like, no, he's not it. So when I went back to my list the other day, it was, this was actually last week. Um, I was going through it and I was like, wow, like, my current boyfriend is everything on this list and more like things that I didn't even think to pray for anything like that and you know like what you were saying about being supportive with um your boyfriend Nia and especially with the social justice issues um I feel like in our relationship, we, we talked a lot, a lot about it. Um, uh, the Brianna Taylor verdict, I remember when I got home from work that day, I really just like, I was alone, but I read it. I mean, I heard it, I saw it on Twitter and everything and I just felt nauseous. And like the next few days after that, I was dealing with a lot of other stuff, but I was dealing with some depression this year, but um that the verdict happened um and I kind of just didn't know what or how to feel like I was like you know what I really just don't want to talk to nobody I don't even want to be on social media you know we we talked a lot about the Ahmaud Aubrey situation George Floyd Breonna Taylor um everything that happened and um I probably talked to him to death about it, but I mean, he listened and um, for him being white, he expressed to me, like, basically, I think sometimes he felt that I was maybe trying to blame him. And I don't think I was, but um, I don't know, you know how we get, like, you just kind of want to get inside of somebody's head. And so, you know, he was like, you act like I'm 
like, you know, one of those people, you know, or I'm going to be hanging out with um, white supremacists or KKK leaders and shit like that. He was like, they're going to kill me too. And, you know, we would, we wouldn't have a joke about it, but we would talk about it. And then I kind of just felt like, okay, well, you know, I mean, he's somebody that is, yes, he's white, but like, he's one of those people that way before me, he was like, he talks to anybody. So like, you know, you want to know about people's culture. You, you take the time to learn. So something that a lot of white people don't tend to do, or even other races or other cultures don't try to do. So when we would have those social justice conversations, you know, like it went beyond, you know, whatever I could think of. But I mean, I really just felt like, you know what, like, I really, I don't know. Like, I just, I see you for who you are. I see that you're just not, I don't know. He ain't like any other white person I've ever met. Put it that way. <laughs> Point blank. And I chuckled when you, um, I chuckled when you said um, something and it, it made me laugh. But um, well, you said, like, I'm trying to blame him for everything. And that's how I feel like my conversations would go with white people. Um you know, well, I, I, I want white people to take understand. accountability. <laughs> yeah, I, and I want them to take accountability. And it's something I need to work on, um, you know, because, yeah, but, yeah. That's... And you have some white people that don't understand. And I would push that issue to him. And he was like, he, he knew what white people have done, like, mm-hmm. in the past and things that they currently do, you know. And he... He's like, I don't surround myself with those kind of people. I try to do like, as far as his daughter, cause his daughter is Dominican and white. So he, you know, he tries to make sure that the way that she's coming up, that she is somebody that will try, I guess, try to be diverse and, you know, like mm-hmm. not just altered. Yes, thank you. There we go. Not embrace other sides rather than, you know, either just being white or Dominican, you know. So yes, being cultured. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so let me ask you this, Jessica. Maeva and Sony talked about like making a list. Is that something that you would try? like making a a dream man checklist or even a relationship goals checklist. Um, If you are thinking about it in mind of like your current situation and improving that, would you be open to that? I feel like I couldn't really make a list because I, I feel like I've been cursed with the ability to see every side of an argument or every side of anything. And it makes it really hard for me to make up my mind because it's like, I'll want one thing, but then I'll want something else. I'll be like, I want that, but I don't want too much of that. I just want a little bit of it, like 10% <laughs> of it, but then I want like 90% of this. And it's like- Okay, so maybe you, you should make a pie chart. <laughs> Instead of uh, forcing it out, you gotta force it out. Well, do you do a pie chart. Twenty five percent of this, twenty ten percent of this. We need forty percent of this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like when my when my baby daddy asked me questions, he was I was like, 
he asked like what's the percentage and I'm like okay well this is how much I care about it or I don't um so I mean I would make a list but I, I feel like it'll be very short because I think I'm pretty like understanding mm-hmm. um and I can compromise with anything like if I love you I can compromise we can work it out if that makes you happy and I'm okay with it I think we'll be fine like I just want to be heard respected and considered like I really I don't really have much um except for maybe his hands and feet have to be cute like I just cannot deal with ugly <laughs> oh my god that's on mine too. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's extremely specific though it's valid though it's really valid that's some real shit girl I don't care I, I can't do it um I mean, I would be open to making a list and I would put it in the back of my Bible, but I don't think that I'm ready for anything with anyone else right now. Um, which brings me to a question that probably is not on topic, but you know how like around social media, you see all these motivational posts about like loving yourself first and it's okay to be alone and being alone is the best and you have to learn to be whole before you get with someone else, all that stuff. So lately I've been thinking as a Christian, aren't you supposed to love someone more than you love yourself? And if that, like your partner, aren't you supposed to love him or her more than you love yourself? And if they love you in that, if they love you more than they love themselves, both of y'all are already covered. Because technically Jesus loved us more than himself because he died for us well i I can speak from a non um religious perspective and say girl no you have to love yourself more like and i always even heard that the man should love you more honestly i mean i and that's not bible speaking i mean that's just what I feel like it's really true and has proven itself to be true if the man loves you more mm-hmm. because you know we already pulling enough as it is he can he could pull the love side a little bit more that's okay I'll, I'll side with uh my Ava um only because of experience so um yeah okay in a religious sense i get what you're you're saying but that also was jesus so think about that that was that was god he he, he died for us while we here baby <laughs> only one of him <laughs> only one of him <laughs> nobody like him sense, <laughs> in a religious sense yes i feel like he should have been the only person that had loved someone other than himself and as far as a woman, I've been in that position where, yeah, the person loved me. And I always was just like, okay, yeah, he loves me. But after it all ended and everything, I realized I really did love him more than he loves me. Now, going out of my last situation, coming into being with my husband now, when he normally tells me I love you better or because that's a saying to me I love you better I know for a thousand percent sure that and I don't let him know this but I know for sure that he loves me more than I love him 
So, yeah, sometimes I do get a little petty. I'm like, no, no, that's not true. Because I definitely do love you more. But you, it's just a feeling that you get. And you know deep down for sure. You'll know when somebody loves you more than they love you. Mm-hmm. And um, to be in that type of predicament, then you should know, all right, once you've you know, dealt with yourself internally and start loving on yourself, once you get that partner or that mate or whoever it might be, it's um you'll then you'll know that all right this is this is what it's meant to be you know to have somebody love you that like it's acceptable not acceptable but you won't get the the guilt feeling of oh I don't love him more than you know he Mm -hmm. loves me you know what I'm saying if that makes sense so you won't feel guilty. I don't know. Not I can't. Okay. Oh, what's it's like another an word? unconditional love. Like yeah, it's not that the... you're gonna feel guilty, but because you're so used to maybe giving more or mm-hmm. feeling like, all right, I should have loved him more than he loved me. Once you get that person that loves you more than you love them, it's just like you'll be at a content state, and they'll see that you that you love them because, like, what Omni's saying, like. I felt I felt that way in my relationship too sometimes like you know I'll sit back and I'm like I think he does love me more than I love him but it's like it's not a bad thing it's like a unconditional love it. that prote- yes it. and they see, they they know that you they know you're deserving of it so they want to give that to you because from the jump they saw like you're a good woman you're deserving of this love you've been treated bad before so let me love you and they know that you love them with all the stuff that you like in return or just the way that you support them that you're there for them they know that they feel it but they love you more than you love them and just accept it go with the flow boo right and my grandmother, many, many years ago, she told me, she said, you, when I was like asking her, like trying to revisit my list and stuff, she was like, you want a man that's going to love you. And I was like, well, what if I, what about me loving him, grandma? She was like, you'll love him, but you want a man that's going to love you and like, like really love you. So yeah. And then as far as, so to answer your question, um, Jessica, I, I feel like as far as a person, as a human, you should love yourself more because if you don't love yourself, how can you even love anybody else truly? You know, if you don't really love yourself, if you're, you know, just to throw things out there, you know, you're doubting yourself, whatever. My, one of my relationships, I had somebody that I was like, you don't love yourself. You're constantly putting yourself down. You're constantly putting putting me down. So how can you even love me? Like you don't love yourself. So um, when you said to be whole within yourself, I remember our um, pastor would say, you know, you have to make sure that you're whole, that you're full. That way you're constant, whoever you're with, you're constantly pouring into each other. You know, you want to find somebody who's whole. You don't want to find somebody that you complete them and they complete you. You should be completed before. That way, you know, like I was saying with the 80%, like right now, babe, I can't do it. So can you do it? You're pouring into me. And, you know, then if I need to pull the weight, then or you need to pull the weight then, or I need to pull the weight, then I can pour into you and vice versa, things like that. So um, 
I took that journey myself when I was in a situation trying to get out of it. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to have sex with you no more. I'm not even going to talk to you anymore. And this was a year before my relationship. I told myself, I was like, you know what? I'm going to mentally prepare myself for my husband whenever that is or whoever comes into my life. But I'm not going to be talking to anybody that's going to waste my time. And I think I texted like two dudes that year, that year. And it was like three weeks. It lasted three weeks. And I was like, this is, this is stupid. I was like, I don't need y'all. And so, um, I mean, I still had some issues coming into my relationship, but I definitely think that me taking that time to myself, I owed it to myself to, learn how to love me again after all the bad experiences that I've had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, to jump in, I would say um, that I my religion says to love thy neighbor as thyself, not necessarily more than. Um, and I think that love starts um, internally, like you build your relationship with the God that you know, and the God that's within you, therefore you build your self-love, you know, out of that. And then you are able to extend that love to other people, but you have to like teach yourself love in order to really extend that to somebody else. Not to say that it's impossible, um, you know, because people experience all types of like self-love is a journey and, you know, if someone has a child during that journey, that they're going to love that child unconditionally, even if they are having challenges with their journey of sex, uh, of self-love. So um, that's what I would say to that. Um, I definitely agree with the uh, sentiment that the man should love you more. And I have seen that out of um, Omni's partner and out of Sony's partner. Um, I strongly believe that (laughs) Omni's (laughs) husband would strangle someone with his bare hands um, behind her. Like, (laughs) I just feel that at all moments. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, he he, he ready to die. He ready to go to war for it. Um, Awesome. I agree with that sentiment as well. And and another thing about the self-love thing, I think that... um, you know, like I said, it is a journey. That doesn't mean just because you are on that journey, it doesn't mean that you don't deserve love from other people. It doesn't mean that you don't deserve to be in a relationship. It doesn't mean that you should, you need to be single until you figure it all out because we don't have it all figured out. And like, you can get in a relationship and then like, you know, peel back a scar and find out something new about yourself that takes you, that sends you through that roller coaster again while you're in your relationship, going back to what Sony said. So that's when you want to need that extra pull from your partner. Um, That's definitely something I have experienced um, in 2020, very recently, like something that I'm coming off of. Um, So, yeah. And isn't it important to love yourself because you're kind of teaching yourself how you want to be loved and, you know, not only that, I mean, you're you're revealing certain things about yourself that you never really can reveal in relationships because, you know, in relationships, you just want to really be with your significant other a lot of the time. And you're not giving yourself time to sit and reflect and really 
you know, learn more about yourself because you're learning about them and, and what mm-hmm. they want and how to love them. And so, you know, self-love is really a, about self-reflection and, and learning about yourself and what you do deserve from a man. Mm-hmm. I feel like I learn more about myself through others because I can have a perception of myself or how I'm coming off or um, I always like to ask people like what are their opinions of me or I like to know like how like different perspectives on how people see me because then I can see myself from a different angle and I can say well maybe I am coming off a little harsh or maybe I am um you know, too opinionated or sometimes I am too pushy or things that I would never see myself because I'm like, I'm good. Like I'm, if you don't like it, I'm good. Like, so I feel like with a partner, I, I take, I take criticism well and I never get offended really. Um, I try to, sometimes I try to justify it, but then once I sit and I really think about it, I'm like, okay, like I said, I can see things from all different angles. Um, and so I feel like they make me better because they are always pushing me to the next level. They're always saying, well, when they had the best intentions, um, they're always saying like, hey, you know, maybe you could have, I felt this way when you said this and, or maybe you could look at it from this perspective. They just give a new, a new perspective to everything. And I feel like I learn more about myself when I am around someone else versus because I'll always talk myself into believing that I'm right probably um and I feel like a lot of us do that and if we don't have that voice of reason or different opinions how are we how are we supposed to to ever grow yeah no I completely agree go ahead Tony I was gonna say that I agree with you Jessica Mm -hmm. um my boyfriend has told me like relationships really do reveal a lot about yourself like like you said you know the person especially in an intimate partnership or relationship I feel like it reveals a lot about us because you know there's things that your friends are not going to say to you or the way they may say it or there's things that you may not do with your friends that you're going to do with your partner and they're going to tell you like you know, yo, you, you're X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And their opinion matters to you. So you'll, you'll think about changing it. Like, hmm, maybe I should, you know, start doing this more or get on top of this. Yeah. yeah and I was going to say, I, I definitely agree with that statement too. I mean, partners always reveal something new about yourself, but when you're not in that relationship and instead of seeking out something new, focus on yourself, that way you can better yourself and know why you used to do that in that relationship. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, your partner's going to reveal you do this when you're angry or you do this when so-and-so, but when you're by yourself and you don't have that partner anymore, you have that time to be like, okay, so why do I do that? And, you know, so that's like your time to really figure things out too. That's another step in, um, you know, and, and what revelation was called, <laughs> you know? So it's like, that's about a the good book step in the Bible or. That was a serious question too. Um, 
No, like it's it's another step in like revealing yourself to okay. yourself, like learning yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because your partner mm-hmm. is going to reveal something to you. But when you don't have that partner around, because if he ain't shit or he just ain't around or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and focusing on yourself helps you take that next step and be like, okay, he did tell me I do this. Now this is my time to figure out why I do this and if whether or not I feel like I should change it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's what the self-reflection part or the self-love part is about more so. I just feel like I do better with an accountability partner. Like mm-hmm. not even just a, a relationship, but it's like, I know myself. So I will need someone there to be like, get up. It's six o'clock. Like, you know, you're supposed to be doing this. But I'm like, all right, come on. All right, you're right, you're right. I mean, I can do that. I can set alarms and things like that. But just me it's knowing different. me, I, yeah, it, it's different, especially when somebody, I don't want to disappoint you. Like, I never want to be a disappointment. So I need so I need someone with that. I need to have that guilt in order to, like, kickstart myself into something sometimes. I agree with all of y'all. And I agree really, really hard because um, even though I'm just a newlywed, like, we going through, and we've been together four years. Yeah, four years. Um, we have just gotten to a place where that's like that's a big thing for both of us well for me the most because he would say stuff to me and y'all know even though I act hard I'm a big jelly bean in the inside so I just be <laughs> like looking appalled like that's not me what are you talking about like I'd be so confused and I was just like all right well you know both of us honest to god I swear I feel like we just like we butt heads sometimes because we're honestly the same person we both don't like conflicts we both don't like having arguments which we always say we don't have arguments we have disagreements mm-hmm. but like we'll be talking and then he'd be like you don't realize the stuff that you and I'm just like I don't know what you're talking about and I would like have to catch myself because I would go hard like trying to defend myself and then I have to think and sit back like okay maybe I am tripping or you know something like that mm-hmm. and it's just like well dang I'm learning stuff about myself because he's pulling that stuff out of me so mm-hmm. it helps but it can be aggravating because y'all I'll be ready to like <laughs> <laughs> just go in and ready to cuss because I'm like that's not me I don't know what you're talking about you must don't know me uh, I don't know, like, you must got me confused. <laughs> you, you must not know me. You must not know me after four years and we live together, but right. so like, how, you, how dare you say those things and I'll be like, okay. And then when I, like, days after, I'll be like, yeah, he was right. He was, I, I definitely was tripping or I was incorrect. And he tell me all the time, you hate to be wrong. And I'll be like, no, I don't, but mm-hmm. I really do, y'all. <laughs> okay. I didn't listen to that part. (laughs) Tambra, welcome to the chat. We're so glad to have you here. Um, Sorry um, that you came in late. That was 100% my fault. But I'm so glad that you're here. I think you are on mute. Um, But we are just chatting it up about um, like what 2020 has meant for our romantic lives, our dating lives, our sex lives, our single lives, our situationship lives, um, all of that good stuff. Um, So yeah, 
I saw that you um like came right in in the middle of us and the juicy stuff. So <laughs> anything you wanted to share or add or yeah. Um from what I've heard, I definitely agree with everything. This year alone has pulled just a lot out of me. And it's just like the self-reflection is real. <laughs> and it's a journey for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so let me move on to the next question, which was, um, and I'm so glad that you said that um, you brought up accountability and having an accountability, accountability partner, Jessica, mm-hmm. um, because we're going to talk about like goal setting for 2021. Um as far as our romantic lives and manifesting and stuff like that. Um, but I think accountability party part is so important in that process. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <clears throat> yeah, let's actually jump into that because we are winding it in. So um, yeah, let's talk about like 2021, like looking forward with all the lessons that we've learned this year, reflecting on everything about, you know, who we are and what we want out of life and out of our romantic lives as well. Like what are some things that y'all are looking forward to or expecting or manifesting or hoping for in 2021 um, with the progress of your romantic life? I'll start. (laughs) Um, um, I definitely, um, I don't need a major change but um, I would like to, you know, adventure in different things. Um, <laughs> nothing outrageous, but because, you know, I'm newlyweds and stuff, I don't want it, you know, I want to, you know, try new things, spice things up. Um, yeah. And I don't know, for me, uh, sexually, in our relationship maybe for a couple of months um because we are trying to have a baby so i'm trying to make y'all some aunties in 20 and 21 don't do it <laughs> reconsider <laughs> reconsider um, don't do it <laughs> So just babysit for a little bit like get you a godchild. I had another I five of them I had another well, friend tell me that <laughs> but no like okay so these past few uh why can't it, well yeah okay so in the past few months um um you know we've been doing it as a natural way and then you we've looked towards um like different herbs and stuff like that um but I don't know. I, I recently just stopped one of the things, supplements that we were taking. For me, I had to let him know, because y'all know I'll, I'll just 
keep stuff to myself, but now that, you know, it's official and I'm a wife and everything, I feel like, you know, I got to be op- more open with communication and stuff. But I don't know if it's them or it's just me or I'm not, because, you know, they tell you, don't think about it. It'll just happen. That's, that's, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't care what nobody says. You can't tell somebody, don't think about it. If that's something that you want, it's like kind of impossible to do, but I feel like for me, my body has been like going through the worst hormonal changes ever that I've ever experienced. Like the other day I was doing hair y'all and I literally wanted to sit there and cry while I was on this girl hair. It could be commercial <laughs> on TV and I would just bust out crying. It you really freaks me out. Right. I'm not though. It really freaks me out because I'm just like, you know. Are you I off your birth control? No. I normally yeah. have these moments to myself, you know, I, you know, might want to cry, do something like that. Cause y'all know I'm a G. I don't cry in front of people. But I be having the earth dead ass cry. I be driving trying to cry. It's just really weird for me. And it'd be freaking me out. Sometimes I'll be like, you know, let me check these supplements, see if it's a little side effects. So I just took it upon myself to like just stop what we was doing, and uh, I'm just trying to go from there. But um, yeah, so increase what we already have sexually, uh, you know, spice it up. Hopefully, we can go from there and you know create a little love child for y'all. Um, <laughs> that's like one of my main big goals. But to also like. I guess more relaxed myself in that some sense. Uh, Have y'all traveled together? Traveled? Yeah, like do y'all go? Yeah, y'all been on vacation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And have you accomplished everything that you want to accomplish career wise? Like, are you just yeah, ready to the, sit? For the most part, um, he just started <laughs> his own business um, with his shirt line um, that he wanted mm-hmm. to start. Uh, as far as me. Hair wise, I've I've completed it. I'ma like finish it out strong for next year. That's one of my main goals for myself. Um, and then I'm an avenue into something else because I'm really gonna stop doing hair. I know I say that every year. But... You're avenue into motherhood because that's that's the only thing we're gonna have time for. She's <laughs> trying to talk you out of it. We're not. No, I'm just saying. I'm, 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 I'm gonna just keep saying. my distance, but it'll be something I'll be able to do from home and just like check my phone to see like this and that. But I don't want to be hands on with nothing. Like, and now my hands is really giving me problems. So like I kind of like forced it. Well, being forced to like I have to actually stop doing the hair. So it's kind of not my choice, but it is my choice. So you want to be a stay at home mom? No, no, ma'am. Now that I cannot do. <laughs> so, so what I'm on my head, we're gonna be shipping out shipments or something, but I cannot. Mm-mm. I'm not the stay at home mom type. He already knows that. What I'm um, hearing is, is you need to get your time. business up and running, and what you want to do, and and that situated, then have a baby. You yeah, do. I mean, I have that. That's why I said I'm gonna keep the businesses. But as far as doing hair. You know, I can ship hair out. That's my one of my businesses. You know, I'm going into real estate for next year. So that's another thing. Um, but I can't, I'm not nanny. I can't do the nanny thing. It's just so how old are you? <laughs> huh? How old are you? 
Oh, 27. I'll be 28. Okay, just give it to 30. Just 30, 31. Just, just do that for me. I can't. Okay? I, I can't do that because I, my nerves is rattled a little bit already. And I just got to go ahead while it's fresh in there. If it don't hit before 30, I didn't already tell him. I'm just like, look, it might be a dub for us. No, that's it's terrible to say. No. It is. I know and that is very terrible to I'm say. I'm almost 30, goddammit. And I'm trying to have that's... my first one before I'm 30. Why? Yeah, I just, Why? Yeah, if we don't get one before Why y'all putting an age cap. Why? I know. Praise God. For me, it's cap. not it's not an age cap. Like Omni was yeah. saying with her um hands and stuff. I have RA, so I already have an old person's body. I can't be. 35 <laughs> running after bending down. I can barely bend down now. I'm technically 68 too. right now, okay? Not uh, 68. I'm technically 68 in my body. <laughs> and, and I just like, I, I don't know if you were done, Omni, but exactly what Omni was saying, like I've been stuck, because I want to be pregnant next year and married. So it's a lot of goals. But I've been trying to lose some weight I'm about to get off my birth control. I'm about to start taking some supplements to help with my heavy bleeding, cramping, um, the weakness that I feel that I felt before I got on birth control. I've been on it for like eight years now. I think it's time to get off. Um, So I'm just trying to prepare my body for for that. So that's the key to getting pregnant is to not want to get pregnant. Just don't want it no more. Just don't want it no more. Just don't want it no more. And start start getting into some stuff. And this thing, you know, oh, I'm here. I know. I know. Because I be going trying to scroll past and then hear all these people with their babies on Facebook. And I'm just like, you know, if I see one more baby, I'm just going to go steal somebody's baby. And I'm trying not to go to jail. It's fun to look at babies on the screen. But you gotta have that baby every day. Like, um, it don't go nowhere. His mama's it don't go nowhere. Nowhere. Like, nowhere. (laughs) And it it becomes more appealing to be apart from the daddy. Because then at least she will get a break. But you gotta see that child every day from the morning to the night and then even when they go to their grandparents house and you got to get them the next day all you thinking about is the fact that you only got five more hours left and then you gotta go to sleep and then you gotta get that child again so you're not having any more that's a strong note for her that's what it sounds like (laughs) (laughs) and then i can't even get a nanny because i would feel so guilty and i would want to be there for my child so it's like i don't think just before I got on this call, I was like, I don't really think it's healthy for me to have another one because I don't want to see anybody every day. Nobody. So that's not like you don't want to get married because you have to see that person. Every no, I day. don't. No, I don't. Y'all My mom is married room? and she, well, no, I'm just saying, like, what if I have a long night or he has a long day and then I go over to my front house and then we come home and oh, I fall asleep with my mom. I don't have to see you every day. I can come in the house, give you a kiss and go upstairs. He can work nights and you just work in the daytime. Yes, my mom husband only come home Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then <laughs> Saturday. Like he's a trucker, so it works yeah, for them. And she's a Gemini as well. She needs space. Because oh, so, you know, I would lose my mom. Is a trucker, so he's pretty much on the road Monday through Friday evening. He comes home and then he's home for the weekend. Um, See, now I'm a clinger, Jessica. Though, like I'm in this house. If I'm too. so glad that we have like this 
this lot of time that we're on the phone together because we moved from one place that was it was big but to where we are now it's bigger and when I tell you I can hear a cot I mean a mouse pen on cotton and it bothers my soul and I'm the only one in this house like me and him talk and text while he's at work or like just like last night and somebody told me I had separation anxiety possibly <laughs> I went to work with my man I sure did I, was out <laughs> in the car, I had my blanket had my snacks and, and he came fun. out and he was good you know, I can't do that kind of stuff. I get I anxiety to, when we have to be apart sometimes. I've been to a few plumbing jobs with Ken before and sat in a car. Yesterday, you know he saying? went to price a job and I sat right there. He was like, we were supposed to go to his parents' house. And I was like, you gonna, you gonna leave me at your parents? Which I don't mind, but he was, I was like, you gonna leave me at your parents' house and then go to the job? He was like, well, we can go there first. I was like, that's fine. And I sat in a car and I've done it before. He's done the job and I sat there. And I'd be following him around the house. I'm like, where are you going? Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to pee. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, hurry back. Hurry back. But those are options. That don't go that far. But you have the option. You have the option. Right. Those are, kids are not optional. Yes, they are. You put them in a room and you put a camera in there or you send them to their grandparents' house and you don't have to pick them up. What happens when grandma don't want them this weekend? Grandmas always do. Trust me. No, they do not. No, they don't. I might not see my child. That's really the honest question. Like when I have a baby, it's not going to be my child. He's already told me, like, Y'all, yeah. I'm gonna no, I'm so everybody is so excited when you're pregnant, and and when you're a little baby, everyone's so excited when you're pregnant and the babies come in and they want to see pictures of the babies. But ask them, <laughs> ask them to babysit for extended periods of time. See, I work with babies, like well, children, and I will have a whole floor or a whole assignment with like ten babies, and I have to sit there and. So you gonna oh. want to come home to that? Mm-mm. I mean, <laughs> why not? And and the crying doesn't bother me. You know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. Like, Until you're sleep deprived. You wanted it. <laughs> you, you do have a point. You have okay. a point. She making big points, y'all. She need a um a vocal birth control. Okay. <laughs> yes, like does. you can just play this recording in your ears all day long if you're not trying it's to Jessica <laughs> Pat. It's Jessica Pat. Right. Right. You can call it. This, this is a new form of birth control that we done came up with on birds, bees, and seeds. Okay. <laughs> Omni, have you looked into a puppy? Right. Well, no, we had a dog and we had to send him elsewhere because they wouldn't allow us. And he's very attached. I don't even know how the dog got attached. Can he? has issues i feel like he was a real life human in the dog form and nia has attested him he's he's one of a kind so i don't uh we can't really count him <laughs> listen babies change your dynamic with your partner they change they change a lot and i'm not just saying that because it's like, i just i feel like you should accomplish all that you want to accomplish or majority of it before you have a child because that child becomes your priority and, and see it makes- that, that's why I feel like I could go ahead and do it because I've accomplished majority of I have only maybe two things and I mean I can't really can't say a cap on what I want or success because it's unlimited if that's what you want but I only have two major big things that 
I I personally want business wise for myself that I can say that was on my list that I did. I wanted to start my own hair care line. I've done that. Mm-hmm. I have my own. I have technically I have three businesses. Mm-hmm. I the only thing big that I want for myself, I still want my salon. You know, with like everything in it. That's my the biggest goal that that's on my mind right now to accomplish. Other than that, I am up to five streams of income. I want two more. Okay. I'll have my seven after I get my two more, which when I add real estate to it, that'll be one. And then I will, you know, think of one more. But for have me, you- I've I've accomplished what I've I've gotten married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was mm-hmm. off of a checklist. And then other than that, to be married and travel with my husband and then us start a family. That's that's it. Like I'm I don't take much for me to be happy. And right. I don't need a lot um personally. I'm not a person that's like about glitz and glam and fame. As long as I'm comfortable, I have enough that I can provide. Like if I wanted to give extra to y'all or give extra to my family, that's like my lifetime, you know, goal for myself. So I've accomplished majority of what I wanted for myself. So that's why when people say, "Oh, well, you want kids so early?" Yeah, I do because I've What's done early. Every- I mean, twenty. Well, not early, but for me, even twenty seven, twenty eight. We it's in- not early. Yeah, my grandmother equal, was twenty four. She had all her we kids. were all in college, and I jumped into a relationship while everybody was up. It's because, sadly, I you know I did my little thug sizzle. I had my mm-hmm. little moment early, and I, I kind of like I regretted it, but I kind of appreciated it at the same time because I knew what I wanted. I got you know my little phase out the way. I I was able to go into a relationship, learn from it, go into another one, learn from it, and then I found my husband, and then like now I'm just I. You know, within the midst of us have a dog together. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Extra question again because I was talking to Lee. Oh, I was saying, did her and her husband have a dog together? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Henny was a crazy little baby. (laughs) I think the thing that um you're um not considering, Jessica, is that for some people, like um having children is a goal. Like you know, you're saying like accomplish all your goals first. Like that is a part of some people's life plans and I mean yeah very true like their immediate or their short short term goals or things like that um you know and it it looks different for all of us and definitely our experiences shape that like you know you can very clearly boldly stand on what you feel because you are experiencing and you have experienced it um you know outside of your goals or inside of your goals or fit it into your goals um, whereas like Omni, that's like a next step for her. Right. And my cousin is that way. She was, she actively was trying to get pregnant. She got engaged and she loves being a mom. Like she just absolutely loves every part of it. So that may be you, Omni. Um, just want to go on the record and say, that's not me. Um, but... <laughs> She's Auntie Jess. That's Auntie Jess. I will say... I, I think I'm Auntie Jess, but I will say that when I first, it may sound bad, when I first saw my son, I didn't immediately feel love. I felt responsibility. I felt protective of him, and I felt like 
I have to I have to protect him and I have to be there for him. It wasn't a a thing about, oh my gosh, like this is we're just locked in. It just it was it wasn't any of that. It was more of a responsibility. And that's kind of how I felt when I got pregnant too. Um so I mean it's everyone I love him. I mean, that's my dog. But no, it's not it wasn't like a goal for me. And I think I probably could have waited. Um, but he is, so ain't no one doing that. No, I understand <laughs> what you're saying about the responsibility part. Um, they they are. Um, I work with a lot of kids that will have like child protective um, cases and stuff and their parents are not there. And I, there's times I'm like, I don't want to come in your room and because you just cry too damn much. But, mm-hmm. and I think about that with my own child. But I have a friend who had just bought a house this year, just got married. And it was like a week before they got married, she was pregnant, but she didn't know. And so when she found out, she just was, she didn't tell her husband for like three weeks, but she was like, I didn't want to be pregnant. You know, I wanted to, we just got the house and everything. And I wanted to soak in that moment and just mm-hmm. enjoy it. So I, I understand how, you know, that can be, but as far as, I don't think there's a right time to have kids because you can do everything you say you wanted to do. And then something comes up and you're like, oh, then you get pregnant. You're like, you know what? It's not the right time, but I mean, it's different for everybody. Yeah. And I feel like it depends. It kind of, just like how she said, when she said she had her child and she didn't automatically feel that connection. So she felt like she was responsible. I feel like according to the person and their actual personality, y'all know I'm a carer. Like I would take care of each and every one of y'all if I could, because that's just in me. I'm a nurturer. I that's what I like doing. When we had holidays, what I like, I like buying, I bought shit for Easter. I would buy us Easter baskets just because it was a holiday, because that's just me. I just like giving. I like to care and nurture for people, make sure they're okay. That's the type of person I am. So I feel like that's already instilled in me. When your birthday, so if you a person like you, Jessica, my Ava, y'all give me sex in the city vibes. I'm sorry. I didn't know mean to say that in my podcast. I don't know if I can or can't. You can say but, that. Like, but yeah, that, like that's y'all personality. Y'all are the fun. Not saying that I'm not fun, but y'all the like for the party. Y'all, y'all squirky. Y'all, that's who y'all are. Like the rich auntie. We got rich. Nia is back. <laughs> <laughs> but when she also when she, a mother I see mother wrote as well if that makes sense thank you when your birthday on me okay see my, my cousin is my cousin is an Aquarius as well she likes seeing them seeing a, a mama Mm-hmm. Now, if I see it, it, y'all, anybody a Leo on this podcast? I was gonna say he's gonna say Libra. I'm a Libra, not a Leo. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Leos are great moms. I'm just they just love to be a mom. Like that is just like their thing. Like, they are just moms. <laughs> Envious of it a little bit. I mean, I wish I could want a mom like that. I just don't got it in me. Right. Like <laughs> know that if I had children, I would be a great mother. But Nia can attest, I come from a very large family. Mm-hmm. Kids aren't everywhere. I literally said, since I was a teen, I don't want children 
until I can financially take care of them, like the whole nine. You know, I don't see me having kids until, you know, 30-ish. I think I'm more of a dad. I I like to provide. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the thing. That's how I show my love. Like, I provide for him. I buy him things. I wasn't expecting that. And <laughs> but it's so relatable, though. It is. You like, baby daddy, well, okay. Yeah, yeah, like... I'm more, I more want to provide for him. I want to get him everything he wants. I want to put him in any sports he wants to be in. I, I you know, I, I show my love like that. I make sure he's always clothed and, and he has food and stuff. I just don't want to be the one to cook it. I just don't want to be the one to wash him. I just don't, like, it's just a lot. You know, I think I'm more of of that. Make sure you good. Like, when you you're going to be a great parent once he gets older. It's different types of parents. I feel like you got parents that like when they when they babies, they that parent. Once they get older, they don't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. And then vice versa. Some people when, when they're when you know, when they older, that that's when they the best parent they can be because they just you, it's just a yeah. yeah. Like cuz the child is going to grow and develop and Yeah. yeah. Like so for me when they when they in that toddler stage, you know, I'm giving them to all the aunties uncles they can have. And then after that, once they get into, you know, elementary, bring them back. But then when they get to that teenager, we got to talk about sex and I, go call your aunt Nia because I don't <laughs> I I can't it's going to stress me out. Really? You say that I'm you so won't give serious. them away. And then when we come into prom and stuff like that, come on back. <laughs> I think that's that's really um relevant though. Um I feel that way like even with my own parents. Um like the the relationship with my mother now is so much different than when I was growing up. And right. I feel like um it is definitely more enjoyable to be her adult child, you know, yeah. like our relation, you know, our relationship now compared to like that upbringing. Um, yeah, definitely. I like a that. Big difference. But something else I was going to say too, though, is that I'm grateful that <laughs> I was able to experience um, and witness my mother accomplish goals, like that I was alive and birthed for that, um, to see her like achieve things in her life. Like my mom was a sex educator. I don't know if y'all know that, but like my mom was a sex educator. So I've watched her do exactly, you know, well close, some variation of what I do now. Cause she's very conservative. So I don't know how she was doing sex education cause mm. she is like, so, you know, uppity, but yeah, you know, so, and just like seeing her do different things. Like I watched her graduate from college eight months pregnant like you know I saw all of those things happen um and so that really like shaped a lot of my identity as a person um yeah yeah all that good stuff um Tam could you share like what some of your relationship goals are for 2021 and I've really appreciate your perspective um you know being in the same gender loving relationship if you want to talk about that you know we bring all the teas to the (laughs) podcast of course um yes ladies I identify as bisexual um I am currently in a relationship with a woman my relate I really well my relationship goes for 2021 really 
trips and just learning and understanding each other a lot more because we both fire signs so if that <laughs> it's if that spicy over there <laughs> <laughs> so yeah if you if you know you know um so yeah just you know more trips being open um the communication is is good it's better just like you know y'all were talking about earlier different things bring out different um you know it, it pulls different scars and I definitely have experienced that have been in a prior relationship for seven years to a man and then you know not that it's a different ball game but being with a woman it has definitely peeled a lot of perspective for me and I love that because in like in my relationship with my ex I always felt like I was the leader and I'm like mm-hmm. I'm not that I was ready to learn but it was just like okay not that it got boring but you know I I, I needed growth I needed stimulation and I have gotten that indefinitely from my girlfriend for sure that is beautiful and I resonate with that um I felt like in my past relationship I had like always had to be like a strong black queen whereas in my present relationship I can be soft and I can be gentle and I can I can be led like I don't have to like pull all the weight in the relationship which definitely like makes me more vulnerable it makes me um, a better communicator it helps me to reflect on what I'm doing um yeah and see I'm like I'm still learning that y'all it's really hard for me because y'all know I'm used to being dominant very I had to I'm a G too. In the previous, like everything was on me in my previous relationship. So like even down to when it comes to little stuff like paying for stuff or saying that I need stuff. Samai hates it with the passion. Yeah, and I'm trying to break myself, but when I tell y'all it's a bad habit for me, it really is. And that's where we kind of sometimes bump head because he was like well why don't you just tell me that you need this because I'm used to doing it myself because it was it was I'm like I'm overly independent but even yeah. as a child I was always I don't know I'm, I'm gonna tie my own shoe I'm gonna put my own cool clothes on so even from as a child I've been like that and then to being and having to do that in a relationship and now not not necessarily not having to but it's not a necessity it's not needed it's not a necessity the necessity to do it now and that's that's one of my okay and that's I guess for myself relationship wise a goal for next year I'm gonna try my hardest to you know do the opposite because I'm having a hard time (laughs) as much as people like well you should let him pay for this yeah I can't do that you know, like it bothers, it bothers me sometimes. And he be like, "Well, why don't you ask me for money?" I don't know how. I don't know how. I really don't know how to ask for money. Even with my parents, I don't. I've never asked them right. for stuff because I would see, oh, they got this due, and I don't want to bother them or be a burden. So I don't ask. So I don't know how to ask. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let me um, ping my Ava really quickly on this because um, she is a Taurus queen and she's very bullheaded, bullheaded. very um, strong-willed. <laughs> yes. um, so I want to know, like, when you made your dream man checklist, um, you know, how does, like, being led or being... Um, gentle or any of those things I guess even submissive um I have feelings about that whole dynamic submissive dominant but um like how does that play into that like it is that something that you want to have in your relationship or do you is it more important for you to have a partner that you know respects that you are like dominant and assertive um a great question um I don't know if I specifically put the word submissive on that um I did put I put that I wanted a a equal partner Mm -hmm. um but I do want someone who um can lead me but also respects the fact that I am an independent woman um and I was raised by all black strong uh single women Mm-hmm. And so that is a reflection of who I am. Um, and I need someone who is going to respect that and also know when to step back, but also know when to step up. So that's my biggest thing. Um, just somebody who knows how to maneuver and how to adapt to somebody like me because it's very unique. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's, that's very valid. I like that you said um, somebody that can lead me because a lot of the times I know, well, it seems like in this, you know, um, panel of women, we've always been the ones that had to lead in our relationships. And so, and even being single, you know, you're just doing what you got to do and the way that we were brought up. So, you know, learning to be that person that's, allowing somebody to lead and you know sometimes it's kind of like you know well why are you doing that well from the beginning it was for me it was like well why are you doing that you know but I had to learn like it's it's okay to let sometimes you know the man want to be the man I would say I don't mind being led just don't lead me to no dry wheel okay (laughs) and and do it respectfully like that's my thing it's all about delivery for me like I don't mind letting you be a man but I I'm going to go on your your track record like if you don't really have great ideas and and your luck ain't always so good I don't know if I'm following you without a backup plan (laughs) yeah yeah that's how I feel. I don't mind a man leaving. Yeah, I, I just, it shouldn't be. Um, I, I agree with that. It shouldn't be like based off of gender or gender roles alone. It should be like based off. Definitely not because a man will. They don't. They don't have no. They'll have an A and a B plan. But when we got C all the way through Z, baby. Because if it don't fall through, baby, I, I look. All right, we'll cut that out. We're gonna go on to D. And if that don't work, we're going to go on the E and keep going because, no, we're not going to just have two plans and then that don't work out and then we stuck like Chuck. Mm-mm. That's why they need that's, us. That's what I need. I need a man with a plan A, B, and C, D, all that. 
Yes. They don't know how then to what, Then what you there for, my Ava? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> then what you there for? That's what, but no, you got to have a plan A, B, and C. I need to have a plan A, B, and C. And then we come together. And guess what? We got six letters. Yes, but y'all got y'all got the same letters. Not necessarily you're talking about leading now if i'm yes. the one who got to ma- manage the money in the relationship then i might as well be the whole man i feel like well I thank god i, like I want to financially stable because we're gonna go shit's creeks with mine because you know i'm i will honestly say sometimes um i'm not a little financially responsible because <laughs> Well, then that comes to the accountability partner. It does. And he does all the time. He be like, well, do you, I ain't trying to watch your pockets, but do you got A and X, you know, saved up? Because if you saying we want to do this, yeah, I got you. But also I want you to have your own and you got stuff saved up. So I am very appreciative that he's on that part because sometimes if you look at me a little funny on my side. (laughs) I want someone who knows their weaknesses because then they won't they won't be so reluctant to let me help. Like I have to know my weaknesses and they also have to know their weaknesses. So if you want to lead, you need to say, okay, oh, I'm, I'm leading this charge, but you know, you got to have my back on, you know, the financial part, the budgeting part or the execution part. Like you have to know your weaknesses so that we can be a team. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Well, See, you can put that on your list. Yes, yeah. on your pie chart. <laughs> pie chart. Yeah, um, that's that's so important, Jessica. Um, and I, I am in a relationship with Leo, and Leos oftentimes don't believe that they have any weaknesses because mm-hmm. they're perfect, you know, in their eyes. So, um, like allowing me to help has been a thing for him um, because, you know, that kind of like scrapes at the idea of, you know, perfection. Um, so, yeah, that, that has been something that like we've definitely, that we are definitely working on. Um, but I think that me like showing so much vulnerability and um, like showing that being helpful is a part of being in a relationship is showing him that he can accept that from me too like and that you know he can call on me or count on me to do these certain things um and support him in that way so do y'all feel like as women we have to submit no no i think it comes naturally if you're being loved correctly who it is and I don't think it's like submitting. I think it's 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 I don't like that word. Compromising. Yeah. It's, it's, okay. it's doing what you need to do to make this the situation work. Like right. Yeah. You I, can I give like a little. Said, I, I don't necessarily like the word, but I absolutely believe that partners submit to each other. Right. Yeah. Just, you know, one one way or one side, like partners absolutely have to submit to one another and like that is a, a 
way that you can tell early on, like if your partner is not willing to, you know, reach that level with you, the level of vulnerability that it takes to submit, you know, especially as a black person, you know, cause we always gotta be so strong, you know, outside in the world. And then, um, you know, you come into a relationship and it's, it's a two-way street. It's a two-way street for sure. But I don't think it's based on, you know, uh, like I'm a woman, so I have to, no, not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you say submitting, depending on who you're talking to, it has different meanings. So I feel like compromising is the better word for me. Yeah. Um, just because like if you're talking to somebody that you know this this strong headed especially if it's a man they take submitting to be what it what more most people think it is to be you have to submit to me mm-hmm. no so I do not we're gonna <laughs> I will compromise with you and I will you know be your other eyes and ears to you know certain things but yeah, submitting, I feel like it's a touchy word for me. So I like the word compromising better mm-hmm. than submitting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just feel like if your relationship is a priority and whatever you're doing, if it's making your partner feel uncomfortable and they've expressed that to you or or it's not working, whatever you're doing is not working for that person. If your relationship is a priority and it is not killing you, to make that not sacrifice but adjustment I I mean that's a form of submitting Mm -hmm. submission like it but I think that it has to go both ways and that's that's another thing that like I said on my list I just want to be heard and respected and and considered Mm -hmm. so I think all of those things naturally come when you're in a relationship where you are heard, where your opinion does matter and where your feelings are considered. Well, maybe I ain't been there yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. Is there something that you uh, wanna get to in 2021? Um. I am focusing on the relationship with uh, my faith and myself and just trying to build my career and uh, reach some personal goals. And that's my focus for 2021. If a man pops up in there, you know, he is welcome. But I am definitely focusing on me for now. And that sounds so good, but it gets so lonely sometimes. Like, I just be wanting to be cuddled up on you know, well, at I the got end a of the day. for that. <laughs> <laughs> I got a dog. So, cuddle up on yeah. that. Well, you know, you know, you got a roster. You know, hit somebody up on that joint. But no. it ain't got to be um, nothing permanent, nothing serious all the time. It could, it could be, um, it could be something chill. But I, I mean, something like, you know, like a real relationship. You know, mm-hmm. that's just not something that I'm open to too, too much. Um, or at least focused on. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. I would say my goals for next year um, include growing my brand and businesses um, and just really like 
doing a lot of goal setting for myself so that it can give me better direction. Um, I feel like I definitely followed my emotional intellect this year. Um, and that is, I consider that to be a strength of mine, um, but I want to see it work better with um, like actual direction that's based in um, aspirations and and like more logical steps. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so that's definitely that. Um, and I want to, like I want 2021 to clarify like where and how my relationship fits into that. Um, because like I said, it's a multi-location relationship right now. Um, you know, I do feel very deeply in love with my partner. Um, and I want to like be with him moving forward. Um, and so I want 2021 to bring clarity for like what that is going to look like and what that, you know, has going to fit into my overall life plan. And I want um, us to, like, um, something I want for me and my partner, I want us to continue to learn each other sexually, um, because, you know, now that I feel, like, really comfortable with somebody and somebody that I trust, I want to know my limits, so I'm trying to go there. (laughs) Okay. Oh, I think I need some more tea on this limit thing. <laughs> I mean, you know, I really want to know, am I actually a freak? Mm. Wait, okay, wait. Is so, this something that just sexually arouses me or is this something that I would actually sexually enjoy? So what do you define? Fantasy or is this something that I'm trying to incorporate into my regular sex life? I want to like, you know. And you don't think you should wait? until okay this question could be very controversial but i was thinking <laughs> about it today jesus free too baby gone I, i'm just saying like you don't think that maybe you should hold out on that until you have a husband because in my mind it's like what would i be able to give like if i give all of this to this man now and we break up what would i be able to give to my husband what's going to be different like what? Um, my husband better be worrying about what the hell he gonna give to me. <laughs> you will always find something new within yourself with the person. Like if with you're more in love with this person than the next person, like something will always bring that out of you. Like the last person I was fucking, I thought I was a freak, and I was like, oh no, I'm not. Mm-mm. Until I met this one. And I've been taken to new heights that I've never thought I was going to reach before. And Amen. I mean, if this is the one that I'm going to be with, then, you know, I just, and I mean, we've only been together for two years. And within the two years, I feel like I've learned more about myself sexually and we've experienced different things together sexually like we watch porn together we play with toys I'm just gonna be open we go to the store together you know just different things and like you know um some some of the orgasms that I've never had with anybody else before you know so it's just like Mm -hmm. you'll 
that person will bring it out of you, you know, just the, by the way that you feel for them. Yeah, I agree with that too. I feel like I have become, um, well, I'm able to be more sexually expressive because of the feelings that I have, um, because of the trust that is there, because of the sexual communication that we, that we have, because of honesty and vulnerability and stuff like that. Um, and as far as like saving something for my husband, like what if I don't ever get married that, you know, that's I, so I'm not really considering that, even though that is something that I want for my life, it, you know, it's possible that it's not going to, that it could not happen. And I don't want to limit my sexuality behind like some fictional future that, you know, I'm not certain exists. And then on top of that, I've said this on um, several episodes before, but like my sexuality is my own. It's not something that I'm saving for somebody else in the future. It's not something that I'm waiting to give to somebody else. It's not, you know, this is my own experience. This is my own journey. This is about me. (laughs) like 100%, you know? And so if I share that with somebody else, that is exactly what it is. It's just me sharing this with this person, me sharing this experience, me sharing this opportunity, me sharing this adventure with somebody else. But it's it's about me. And Jessica, like you said, you want to be heard. Like what you want sexually is a huge part, like telling your partner, you know, X, Y, and Z, like, oh, I, I like when you do this or, you know, don't do this anymore. Like having those conversations about what you like and what you don't like, that can also, you guys can grow together sexually as well, because, you know, the person knows what to do and what not to do, or, you know, which way to do whatever. So I've learned that as well. Who else would like to share their 2021 goals as we wrap up? Um, I So to finish what I was, my goals, um, I want to be a little more um, trusting in my relationship and in terms of not trusting in terms of like, you know, infidelity or anything. But so I made a huge change this year this year and it's going to you know like trickle into next year and have to make me like come out of my comfort zone of not necessarily not being that independent person anymore but basically we're gonna be moving in together and it's something that I have always been afraid of doing you know leaning on somebody else primarily because of financial reasons but um and it is and it's the right thing to do for me because of where I am right now but it's just that you know hesitation that I've been having of oh am I gonna be leaning on somebody or you know am I not gonna be independent anymore so I mean I've been he's proven that he can, you know, lead me and, you know, be that backbone when I need it and all the above, but just me having to like, not having my safe space of being alone anymore is like something I'm very, you know, scared about, nervous. 
So, but I mean, I am learning to try to be a little more trusting in that area. Yeah, and see, um, so one of the things for me, like in the relationship wise is that we're at a point where it's like, we currently live with each other and I know that I need my space. I like, it's, you know, I, it's, I need it. And so we are, you know, in 2021 transitioning from living with each other, but still trying to maintain the relationship, you know, but we'll still maintain the relationship. Uh And, you know, so it's, you know, for you signing, it's like the opposite for me. Uh Living arrangement wise. Definitely going to have to follow up with you. um, I think that that is something that um, many people would want to hear about, like um, the transition of living space, um, moving in with the partner or moving out um, or moving separately or like moving long distance, moving state. Um, That could be a whole different podcast topic um, because, you know, I definitely have a story to share with like moving to a new place with a partner. Um, So, yeah. I've done all four. (laughs) 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 Well, 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 give me a little bit of insight on what to expect. Um, I would just say make sure you're continuing to maintain everything that you would as if you were living by yourself, you know, and you wouldn't, if you trust the way that he lived, you know, and you know how you are, I wouldn't necessarily see living together. Of course, you know, for your pockets, it's going to be better, Mm -hmm. but it's more so just keeping with yourself while living with your partner, because you can definitely get lost in them. Um, not necessarily derail, but you can get lost in your partner. So just, you know, make sure you maintain what you're doing as well. If you, uh, um, make, okay. The same way you make time for yourself at home and you're alone. Just, if you continue to do that, you'll be saying, <laughs> that's the biggest part. You'll be saying. Like even us moving from one bedroom to having two and I have my own space. Sometimes I would just sit in my other room and I'd be watching TV. People like, well, why are you in here? No reason. I'm going to tell right. him. No it's just because, yeah, we are living together. And yes, I like being around you. As long as I know he's in the house, I'm fine. That doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. But I don't have to be directly we sitting on the couch every single second of the day if we're both here with each other I will be in my room I will let him play his game let him have his space I go in my own space and sometimes even when we was in the one bedroom it was a little chaotic but I'll you matter of fact go put the room I mean the game in the front room and you have your time and I will go in the bedroom and have my time whether it's just I'm taking a nap whether I'm calling one of y'all whether I'm on my phone it's it's my time and I'm not directly up under him I'm it's keeping me sane to interject and say there will be no time you time with children I'm just gonna throw that out there (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I don't mind that saying. because I'm gonna say your daddy can be in there, and it's just me and you. I don't. I, that wouldn't bother me. Okay. See, I feel like <laughs> with, with dad, like when we like during the beginning of the pandemic, we I stayed with him for two months, and I just feel like I don't know. I guess because we don't live together that we are constantly up under each other. We don't mind sitting on the That's couch together. Gonna pass, trust me. And <laughs> both of y'all are going to get really comfortable. And and like he's, and, and what, like Omni said, you're in one room and he's like, why, why aren't you in here? So it's like, I feel like we have to be together. So even if I'm not watching what he want to watch or he's not watching what I want to watch. I'll sit with him and just be up underneath him or we'll find something to watch together that way we can spend time together and be don't do it on the couch. Stay <laughs> on the couch. I'm watching my show. You're going to watch your show and then we're going to watch the show together later. That's what you do. <laughs> watch something with me that I don't that he doesn't care about okay, and well, I will do the yeah, same. Well, we'll watch it on your yeah. phone. You can watch it on your phone next to him. <laughs> you can put your headphones in if you just want to be on the couch with him and just that it's nothing wrong with that when when somebody watch football and stuff i have my bravo on, on my phone on my laptop it's just like if you want to sit next to that person you know his ass out <laughs> um the advice that i would give i would say just continue to date each other continue to you know don't um conflate y'all live in situation with quality time because that's not the same thing like just because mm-hmm. in the house at the same time doesn't mean that y'all are actually spending time with one another mm-hmm. um so yeah designated mm-hmm. days that y'all will do something you can make that a thing mm-hmm. like we never made a designated day we'll probably like just randomly oh do you want to go do this and we do it together even if it's not like oh we're going to go um do a movie or something like that we're gonna do a designated trip to the grocery store. Yeah. We spend quality time together. We got to talk. We got to communicate, mm-hmm. and we just in the grocery store together. That it could be as small as something simple like that. Mm-hmm. But definitely for me time. We do that now, but I feel like, I mean, I will hope that when we're living together, that it's the same thing because, you know, you're living together with the person, like. You know, what are you scared of? sometimes you might make a grocery trip oh. by yourself. I'm just afraid of having to lean on somebody financially. Like, that's what I'm afraid of. And I can understand that. Just make sure you, whatever situation you're about to put yourself in, yes. you can live there by yourself. Yes. yes. If that person decides to leave or y'all don't work out, no matter what you do, you make sure you good. Yes. Like my mama said, don't let your left hand know what your right hand doing. And it's not being sneaky. It's just about having, you know, a backup there is plan. nothing plan yeah, B. Thanks. Yeah. So the same way you think that you're not leaning on him financially, in your head, you can even do that mentally. Um, sometimes I do it. Um, when we first got together and we decided that we was going to move together, and he was like, I'm paying this and I'm paying that. I'm thinking, no, you're not. But in my head, I mentally had to do a no. All right, I'm going to act like I'm still paying this, that, and mm-hmm. third. Mm-hmm. And put it away like I'm paying an actual bill or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
it's like a mental thing. Even if you have to say it out loud or put it in your calendar or uh, have something to pop up still, you got this due. Even though it's not doing, he's paying it. Put it away like you're still paying it. It'll make you feel better and at ease. For me, it did mentally. Or and if you don't. Also, you still got a little chunk of change to the side of anything goes sideways. Right. That's the thing I want is putting anything. Like, I won't, that's that's what scares me because I won't be, I, I've even offered to take the light bill, the water bill, and it's like, I just hear crickets, you know, and it's just like, because he wants me to focus on school, finishing school. He wants me to get my debt down and stuff like that. But it's like, okay, so then when I do that, yeah, I'll be saving, but I don't want to be, I don't want to feel like a moocher. I don't want to feel like you, I don't know, have that hold over me. And, and he doesn't act that way, but it's it's just past things that I've seen, especially yeah. with, you know, family. I'm just so like guarded and scared. It, yeah. Okay, and mm-hmm. also you can also like if you if you feel like that it's it's eventually gonna go away, and I can't say it like as if I'm doing the exact what I'm telling you because sometimes I still do it, <laughs> but like just do like if you want to say all right oh, and he be like well I paid this or or if you know that something is coming up do like a surprise pay, that's what I call it in my head because it makes me feel better. Hey, babe, I paid this. Just a little gift, you know, something like that. And then they'll be like, oh, well, I didn't need you. I know you did it, but I just felt like doing it. It was just something that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Or just go grocery shopping or something. Like, make up for it in other ways so that you feel like you're contributing as well. Yeah. Yeah, like, do what you need to do for for you to feel good. And, you know, because you don't want to internalize things that aren't actually happening like you feel like you're a moocher but your partner doesn't feel this way so now you are mm-hmm. approaching the relationship as if you are a moocher you know that's yeah. not man it, it comes out when we yeah. let it build up like that it really does come out but another thing that like black women like something that we need to learn how to do and it's hard for us to do because it's not like this in any other aspect of our lives like we have to learn how to receive we have to learn how to like relinquish control. Um, you know, we have to learn how to really trust. And it's hard to do because our society is so fucked up, you know, <laughs> our society is so fucked up and we have to usually be the leaders. You know, many of us were raised by strong, independent black women, strong, independent, single women, you know, like, so that's a part of our identities. You know, even people who were raised by married women, we saw our moms, you know, be the, you know, hold this position in the marriage or in the relationship, you know, um, but it's something that we really have to learn, like, always, we we got, like, protecting ourselves down pat, like, we got that, you know, <laughs> we we got the, we not falling short, we, we gonna always have a backup plan, we got that down pat, like, that's passed to us like genetically Mm -hmm. but I want us to like make a more conscious effort to learn how to receive things like learn how to be trusting in a partner that you know they are gonna you know make sure that we're provided for make sure that we're cared for and stuff like that like when we set those expectations for ourselves um we will even allow that to be more welcomed in our lives so that's something I definitely want to see for Black women. And know that you're deserving of it. Like, 
it's right. other cultures have no problem letting a man be a man like letting them provide and that that brings joy to men to some men like knowing that they're able to provide and pay the bills and things like that and I think it kind of plays into like gender roles a little bit too like in a man's head um and we have to learn that I know we want our equality but some things still make men feel like men and if he let a man feel like a man yeah yeah let him if that brings him joy He's probably, like Nia said, you're probably going to be thinking in your head, like, I'm mooching, I'm, he has the power. He's probably not thinking any of that. He is probably very content providing for his household, which you are now a part of. Yeah. Yeah, my grandfather told me one time, he's like, I want my woman to need me. Like, he doesn't want, he doesn't like the rhetoric of, you know, like, Black women saying, like, they don't need a man or they independent. Like, he's like, I want my woman to need me. I'm going to need you to get up on this ladder because I ain't doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. Maybe y'all going to find y'all flow. Like, you will figure out what works for you and what doesn't. And like you said, if he's supportive, he'll compromise. Mm -hmm. Shit. Make a damn bill, Zony. Zony. Make an invisible bill for you to pay. Well, if he wants you to get out of debt, that is, if he's going to marry you, that's going to become his bill too, technically. So he, you need to do what you need to do for your relationship and pay that bill down. Yeah, that's one of right. And that's that's king energy right there for real. Like, I want you to get your shit together before we like commit to it because, you know, he he like like Jessica said, like he will inherit all of that and just like you're going to inherit you know anything that he has going on so if a man you know or a partner can put you in a position for you to like get your shit together so that y'all can have a you know better future mm-hmm. that's that's so important that's so 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 important like oh my god like you know like and you in school too like having a partner who is supportive while you are going through school because that's going to be better for y'all in the future you know like all of that stuff is so important. Like it really is. And rare shit. My <laughs> my best friend going through it. Like she, like she hit the jackpot. She was messed in a situation shit for years with this somebody, no good. He ain't shit. But um <laughs> she literally had to move all the way to Texas to like start over. And she found her soon to be fiance who moved her into at first he had roommates then he realized you know I have a girlfriend now and she lives with me so let me move and get us an apartment got an apartment she doesn't pay any bills he just wants her to focus on her paying her debt down for school she just she graduated her master's he just want her to focus on that and her financial situation he just built them a house they move in yeah and on the 31st on the 30th like Uh like it's nothing yeah and I, I really appreciate the point that you brought up about like other cultures as well. Like, you know, I, I believe that y'all know I'm a black race warrior. So I believe that we mm-hmm. are the standard, you know, of course, but we have things to learn from other cultures. Absolutely. Like that's why, you know, we are a global society um, because we are supposed to learn from other cultures. And that's like some of this stuff is so expected you know like we feel like we got to work to deserve these things 
Whereas mm-hmm. other people, they like wait until they turn 18 so they can inherit. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. We need right. to be ready to receive. Just like just like Jessica said, when you feel like you deserve it and when you are ready to, when you put yourself in a position ready to receive it, it's going to come. Yes. Amen. I'm going to write that goal down for myself. Be willing and learn to receive. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah your backup plan that. though. Don't say that. Your backup plan. <laughs> I, I will. I don't will. forget. Don't forget. <laughs> put a black and put a black seal. You feel you know black. I have yeah, a backup can. plan. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Does anybody else want to share anything before we close out? Well, I will say that as a single woman, um. Y'all teaching me something, and I need a I need to work on a lot of things. <laughs> um, so thank y'all for that. Just like even being in this conversation, I'm just sitting here, you know, writing and listening to the points that everybody's making. I'm just like, okay, yep, I know I can, you know, little check marks. So thank y'all as well. Thank um, you guys. I'm very grateful for their inclusion. Um, and my Ava, like, even as a single woman, you brought so much perspective to the conversation. And I would say that to all single women, like, I don't like the whole idea, like, oh, well, you don't have a man, so you can't say something, something, you know, right. we all have so much to learn from each other and um, make each other better. And that's what this platform is about, like sharing our experiences so that, you know, we can have more dominance over our romantic lives we can't be in more control we can be more comfortable um and just you know live our best lives each one teach one so thank y'all so much thanks everybody for tuning in to this episode of birds bees and teas and we will catch y'all next time All right, teasers, thanks for tuning in to that episode. I hope that you all enjoyed it and that you learned something or take something with you to start a new conversation about sex and sexuality with a friend, a family member, or a partner. Please make sure that you all follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Birds, Bees, Tees. That's our handle at Birds, Bees, Tees on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And leave us a review. We appreciate your reviews. We appreciate your feedback. And we definitely take it into account to build more content and bring you more interesting, fun, and sexy topics on Birds, Bees, and Tees. So thank you all again. Like us, follow us, all that good stuff. Subscribe to us on the listening platform that you're using and tune in next week for an all new episode of birds bees and teas